0: I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. I'm a retired financial advisor. I'm 76 years old. I've experienced a lot. And I think the advantage I have is, having experienced a lot, I see similarities. I see things and say, hmm, this is happening again. A little different change, a little different ramification, but it's happening again. And how can I learn from it? And how, how can I profit from it? How can I see what the future is going to bring me? If you've been to my channel before, you've often heard me talk about this book, a book that I have openly said has changed my life. Uh, I read it probably about two and a half years ago. It's called The Accidental Superpower uh, by Peter Zeon. If you don't want to read the book, find uh, a number of his videos on YouTube where he lectures quite a bit, and and you'll learn a substantial amount about the way the world works. And I think once you understand how the world works, you have a better understanding of how the stock market works. And what I think is real important is you're able to look forward and say, this is what's happening, and this is what the end result is, and this is how I need to position myself. Such as, I believe the most important event that has happened in my life was the coronavirus. And as a result, I believe that our healthcare system is going to change. And I believe that um, biotech is going to change that dramatically. But within the last couple, I guess, weeks almost, I've recognized there's another major change that we have to address. And if we don't, it's going to affect, most importantly, the status of the United States in the world as an economic power, and that is the disruption of a supply chain. I really didn't understand the importance of this until just the last couple of days, and I want to share that with you because I believe if you were focused on the change in our healthcare system as a result of us being experiencing the coronavirus and the change in our supply chain, you're going to see that the economic world is imbalanced right now. It is teetering. And dependent upon what happens next is going to really decide who's going to control this world and where the United States is going to sit and what kind of profits are you going to make off of your stock portfolio? I, I really believe we are at a pivot point. A, a pivot point, not in you and I's history, not in the United States history, in the world's history. Who is going to dominate the world moving forward? And it's all gonna depend on a few decisions made by a few people and the structure of the world we live in. So that's what I want to talk about today. This is my Saturday video. There's no stock market going on today. Um, So let's get real serious. Talk to you in a second. Let me assure you, I am not your financial advisor. I'm here for education and entertainment. And I'm not quite sure what this one's going to be. Talk to you in a second. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. If you've been to my channel before, probably you've noticed in the last three days I've been focusing a lot on China. Uh, I've been focusing on the Evergrande situation, the, 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 the breakdown of the Chinese economy which depends 30 25 to 30% on real estate and how their real estate market is collapsing because of the enormous debt that they have allowed them their real estate developers to get into and how it is literally and and I saw a video of a lady crying and saying I have nothing now and and it just threw me back the 2008 subprime crisis in the United States and that these people have invested their life savings in real estate that is now being discounted anywhere from 25 to 50%. And the dilemma that China is in to make this right and what the ramifications are. And as I did in a video yesterday I indicated that those investors outside the the bounds of china are probably going to be left standing uh holding an empty bag um and they'll they'll sue in in the grand caymans and they'll learn how china has structured their 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 companies such that you're again Holding an empty bag, so that really struck me. And then I, I, I yesterday I talked about the blackout and how the blackout is going to make a very cold Christmas for us. Because and the blackout is all about their use of coal and the price of coal and and how the shutdown of the blackout is going to break the supply chain and a lot of kids won't get Christmas gifts. And that's that's kind of. Trite, but it, it's a fact, and and you got to recognize the fact and say what are the ramifications, and then I I pick up this morning's Wall Street Journal. It's Friday, um, it's uh, October the first, and um, on let's say I guess it is yeah first page. No, I think it's the B section. Um, we're looking at uh, uh, a headline up here, uh, and it says car chip crisis extends for years. Now, I had heard about the, and I'd read about the car chip crisis in uh, a few other small articles, but this really brought it into focus. And I dug deeper, and I've read more. And what I've come to recognize is the car the average car today has multiple chips and those chips just keep getting better and better and better and they run everything from our brakes to our airbags to our lumbar control in in our seats and and uh um, the trunk release and i mean it's it's just mind-boggling, all the chips, and then these chips are just getting better and better, and they're communicating and creating data, which are making our cars more and more efficient. And these chips, guess what? They're not made in the United States. They're made in China. And as a result of this, this article says that, that companies like Ford and GM are having to make decisions of which features do they put in cars because of the shortage of chips, and where which are more profitable, and in fact, which assembly lines are they going to have to shut down because they aren't getting chips? Well, uncommon to what I've heard before, that the China problem is a China problem, and it isn't going to affect the United States. Jim Cramer said that, but wait a second, I just read that Ford says they're shutting down plants, that GM says that they're going to sell, that in fact, they have 20,000 pickup trucks sitting on a lot, I think they said in North Carolina, that they can't sell because they don't have the chips needed to make those trucks work. And as a result of that, and as a result of it becoming more and more prevalent, they're going to have to shut down plants, as is every other car manufacturer in this world. Then they go in and say, these chips are getting better and better and better, and the chip makers, which are in China and and Taiwan, are stopping making the old chips. So if your car, old chip breaks down, your airbags won't work, and you're probably not going to be able to use your car wait a second, who's controlling this? Is it Ford? Is it General Motors? Is it Toyota? Is it BMW? Is it Porsche that's controlling this? No, no, it's China and Taiwan. So in my thumbnail, you might've thought when I said, control in 1945, control the seas and you control the world. Well, that's what they came out of Bretton Woods' the decision that in order to stop anything like Hitler happening again, marching across the United States to take control or excuse me, the the uh in Europe, to take control of the assets, the art, the gold, the 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 raw materials, to reestablish Germany as a power, we had to go through the Poland and and France and England and, and bomb them and destroy them to take control of them, Germany did, in order to maintain their life, to take control of the countries. That doesn't happen anymore. We've learned that. We tried it in Vietnam and we lost that one. We tried it again in Afghanistan and we lost that one. So, how do you dominate? How do you take control of a country in 19 in 2021? You control their supply chain. You deny them chips. You shut down their economy. And that's the predicament we're in. And so I see, I look at Joe's outlandish requirements of $5 trillion and other people saying, that's we don't need to spend that. Hell, we need to spend a lot more than that, and we need to spend it fast. Our car industry is about to shut down. Now, wait a second. Is that the only place these chips are used? No, they're used in your refrigerator. You go buy a new toaster, it'll be used in your toaster. Can you imagine the Chinese denying you toast in the morning? How about your coffee brewer? Think there's gonna be a chip in there? Yeah, there is. I'm looking at a camera that has chips in it. Do you think if you have the chips, you're making the chips, and in this 5G world, you can control the chips from afar? do you think you can make my brakes and my car not work? I don't know. I don't know. But the future is not in controlling the seas. The future is in controlling the chips. And we've allowed ourselves to get into this position. We've allowed ourselves to get into the position where Everything we want is made somewhere else. So I then pull back and I say, does Joe need this $5 trillion he's asking for? No, he needs a hell of a lot more than that. If we're going to change the situation that we find ourselves in, or we might as well step aside and let the dragon in. That's where we're at. Now, if you haven't put this together, what I know for a fact is you haven't read this book. You haven't figured it out. And what I'm befuddled about is it doesn't seem like anybody else has either. Am am I overstating this situation? Look around your house Just don't even go and go to your car and research and find out that there is about, as last I remember, my BMW has somewhere between, I think it's 150 and 200 chips in it. The other issue that this article brings up is that as these chips advance, the chip makers stop making the old chips. So my wife drives a, what is it? A twenty a 2008 Porsche. If her airbags go out, those chips don't exist. We got to park it because they aren't making those anymore. Well, well call up, your local Porsche dealer, and tell them to make them. They don't make them in Germany. I'd be willing to bet on it. They don't make them in Germany. So this this is what we used to, back in my age, we used to say, wow, they've got them by the short hairs. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. They've got us by the short hairs, folks. And he who controls the chips, he who controls the supply chain, controls the economic world that we're going to live in from this day forward. So what do you do as an investor? This sucker's coming down. I'm glad I'm in 25% cash i 'm glad that i 've maintained my holdings in biotech because biotech is is an essential um, it is it 's not your car it 's not your refrigerator your toaster your furnace it 's your life so I will hold my and i 'm taking a beating in my biotech stocks right now because there's a rampant fear going through the market right now, and nobody's really speaking up exactly to what that fear is all about. But I think there's some people who are saying, well, interest rates are going up. That's the least of your problems. Um, and, and then there's um, the, the Fed might cut back on and, and, and scale back. Pay, what is it? Trim back and not buying as many treasuries and and mortgage-backed securities. And then there's this real estate crisis in China. Folks, that's not the real problem. No one's talking about it. It's the supply chain. Joe Joe did hold up this 35 um, or what, 33 record-looking thing and saying, this is infrastructure. You're right on there, Joe. But I don't think you got the message across. I don't think you got the message across that we got to get intel to build that, that new, what is it, $10 billion plant in Arizona to make our, our, our chips. We got to get that done and get it done quick. And this isn't a, just a, a decision that the Republicans can sit around and quibble about. This has got to be done you want to know why we stopped the war in Afghanistan to cut the flow of money out of this country that we that we so desperately need to rebuild our supply chain. You know, sometimes the so complicated is so effing simple. And that's where we're at right now. If you'd like to learn more about this, uh, this afternoon, no, Friday afternoon, I have a a call with my tribe. We do a Zoom call and we sit and we talk about things just like this. Uh, Every other Thursday, we do another one and we talk about things just like this. Uh, We talked yesterday about the real estate crisis and and the the blackouts in China and, and how that was going to affect our stock market. For the last three weeks, we've been talking about this market's coming down and we need to be in a cash position. And most of us have gotten there because we saw this coming. We don't really worry about what happened in today's market. I know Editus has gone down, and that's because a J.P. Morgan analyst released some information that he didn't like the results of their needle-in-the-eye test. And and so J.P. Morgan's uh, primary um, investors dumped it um, on, what was that, on Thursday. But that's not an issue. Um, They'll come back. What we got to be talking about is our supply chain. And we gotta be talking about how our country has to wake up and get into the world of the future and that we really don't need any new aircraft carriers. We need plants in the United States that can make chips. And I don't know how many aircraft carriers that represents, but (laughs) that's where the world's going. I've been around for 77 years seen this before. This is critical. All right, that's my video for Saturday. I'll be thinking on it, and I'll have some more input tomorrow, Sunday. So subscribe, give me a thumbs up, and let's build this community of forward thinkers, not those who worry about the things of the past. Let's take control of our markets. Let's take control of our country and let's get this supply chain rebuilt and don't let the dragon eat the eagle. Talk to you again tomorrow.